When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zuma, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Doing all right. Yeah, it's 17 to 6, uh, driving you uh, home. Uh, wherever you may be listening on SEN 657, uh, SEN Spirit 621 through Bunbury in the southwest, and the goldfields at SEN 1611 on DAB Plus Radio at SEN Peel or on the SEN WA app. A man that operates uh, on not too much sleep because he does a lot of emceeing jobs and auctions and all that at night and then butters up very early in the morning, the following morning on SENWA Breakfast. Uh, heard uh, Monday to Friday between 6 and 8 is Tim Gossage. He's at the Crown Sandover Medal Night tonight. Goss, good evening to you. Oh, g'day, Pete. Yes, uh, the who's who, well, so they say, of WA football here tonight. A bit of a, a great mix of uh, of legends and uh, and soon to be a new uh, Sandover medal. Yes, and of course, when you look at the history of the Sandover medal, as I said, it's etched into WA football folklore. Gee, there's been some outstanding individuals that have won it over the years, and I've, I believe tonight it's a, a pretty open race. Oh, it is an open race. I haven't seen enough waffle footy to probably have, you know, my two bobs worth. But we've had Hamish Brasher in on breakfast every week this year and, you know, we sort of half-joked that he would be a contender. I think he is a contender. Mm. I think, you know, everyone you speak to think uh, he was the best, one of the best inside his team and they were going okay for patches, but they probably got beaten too many times for him to, to be a contender. There's going to be West Perth's going to have contenders. We always know that Nelson and Black and Meadows will poll well. And then you've got, you know, does does Lloyd Meek or Mitch Croden do well at Peel? And the one that they're sort of talking about very much uh, is uh, can he be in front and can he hang on is Blaine Bokehurst. And, and, you know, he misses the last three because of that knee. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, he's going to be like uh, the, that rabbit in the hair. He's going to be out in front at some stage and uh, whether he can hang on is uh, is problematical. He, he might get swallowed up late, but uh, look, he's had a very good year. Yeah, and of course on the run home with Hayes and Marto, Brad Shepard filling in for Hayes, uh, they had Steve Malaxis, who's a WA Football Hall of Famer. He'll be there tonight. He's been the man that's mm. been part of the uh, SEN uh, WAFL coverage. Uh, you'll be uh, anchoring and hosting the WA Football Hall of Fame uh, and tell us about the inductees tonight. Yeah, so there's four inductees and there's a legend uh, elevation. So uh, someone who's already in the Hall of Fame is elevated to legend status, which is absolutely brilliant. Looking forward to that. So the, the four inductees, they've been made public, but only three will be there tonight. Jeff Farmer, sadly, can't come across from Melbourne to be here due to other commitments. But um, Stephen Curtis... Uh, East Perth and Port Adelaide over you know that just under 350 games total, uh, currently travelling around Australia in a caravan. Pete, and he's <laughs> going to be joining uh, us on stage. Uh, Michael Mitchell, um, who we know was in that involved. I heard you mention earlier the triple dead heat for the for the Sandover and uh, had a wonderful career. Uh, probably shortened a little bit by concussion and the like at Richmond. Gee, he could and take he, a grab, be, couldn't um, he? He could take a grab. Oh, well, well, I think it was uh, there's one of the years I think in 1990 where he won 
mark of the year and goal of the year in the same year yeah. um, for Richmond that day. And he got a he got a car and a, and a petrol uh, for for the year back then. So um, he wow. had it all covered. And the other one is Shane Wodewoden, who we know, of course, um, Brownlow medalist, um, 200 gamer in the AFL, and and also went back and played for Eastern Man and won, I think, a, a club champion in in his return season, and coached the team, and has been around waffle footy for a long time, and then had a small stint over helping the Brisbane Lions. So um, wonderful inductees for tonight and the legend. So how do they, and I know you've been involved with the WA Football Hall of Fame for a number of years, Goss. What is the criteria to be inducted into West Australia's Football Hall of Fame? That's a very good question, Pete. I had no idea to be brutally honest with you. Um, <laughs> but but not, not, not the simplicities of it. Um, I think you've got to have been out of the game uh, as a player uh, predominantly for, for 10 years. Um, and there's a Hall uh, of so, Fame panel, know, isn't there, that uh, gets together yes, every year? Yeah. Yep, yep. And they get you know, they get nominated, they throw it around. Um, you know, you can be a member of media, you can be administration, um, you know, as, you know, Stephen Curtis. Like when I was just talking to Stephen Curtis, um, you know, just getting a, a preparation for tonight um, a couple of days ago, I sort of said to him, did you think this moment had passed? He goes, mate, I thought my, you know, I, I thought if I was going to get in, I would have got in by now because I've done because he's done nothing since, mm. you know, and he's in his mid sixties. So, you know, there there are some that go, go through to the keeper, and then all of a sudden, um, the opportunity arises. So, um, you know, you see some from yesteryear. You see that Shane Woden, Shane Woden, it wasn't that long out of the game, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, he's a sort of your more your modern type one, and then you've got the legend. Tonight's legend is someone from the very first year, and that's thrown around. And tonight, you know, the Graham Moss and Bill Walker and um, and others will be there tonight to to welcome the legend into the legendary status, which is always a, a wonderful night. And that's intermingled with the Sandover Medal, which is obviously the feature part of the evening. Yeah, no, it's terrific. I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, how it all goes. Steve Curtis to you brings back a lot of memories. A number yeah, 11 back yeah. pocket player for East Perth. He was a star. In fact, he yeah, was, uh, he he was, was like, a... Botlo, Pete. Beg your pardon? He was my Botlo. How was he? For those who remember, way back in the, uh, in the late 70s, or in fact 60s, 70s and early 80s, a bloke used to come around with a truck and pick up all the King Brown beer bottles that your family would <laughs> knock off. Uh, yeah. And apparently, and I said to him, I used to be our bottler. And then he sold the round to another gentleman who then on-sold it. And the on-seller who bought it was Ken Marshall. Remember Ken yes. Marshall who played for Subiaco? Played for Subiaco. Mm. Big muscle man who had tattoos on his legs and big yeah. blonde bomb. And he actually owned Daisy's Deli briefly over wow. there in Cottesloe as well. So, um, yeah, great memories uh, way back then as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to chewing the fat with Steve Curtis. I reckon, I reckon you and me. I reckon it's all about me. I reckon you and me, Goss, because we grew up in this town and we've met so many people yeah. in our careers in, in footy. I reckon we'd have a great down memory lane segment. Now, we could talk about every yeah. individual and some of the backstories yeah. to it. We might, we might put it to the bosses one day. Maybe we can do something like that. Mate, enjoy oh, it tonight. No, yeah, Pete, and, and, yeah, I will do, Pete. And just confirming, Ross McQueen will be the new coach of East Perth. You can yeah. take that to the bank. Okay, that's good on you, mate. That's yeah, that's well, he's been the assistant to Jeremy Barnard. And of course, he's had some success uh, with developing players. And of course, as the Colts coach at Claremont, where he took a couple of premierships there. So we wish him the best of luck. Thanks for that, Goss. Have a good night tonight. Thanks, Pete. All right. Thanks, mate. There you go. Tim Gossage is back on radio at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning on the SENWA Breakfast. Let's just look at, uh, of course, uh, trade radio is underway, as we know, uh, broadcast on uh, the SENWA platform. A lot of talk regarding what's going to happen with uh, some of the players. Now, Colin Young, who...
who is the player manager here from Perth, from Western Australia, has got a lot of players that he's trying to get deals done with. Again, was featured on Trade Radio. And he was asked if he has a conflict of interest managing Justin Longmuir, who is the coach of the Fremantle Dockers. bit surprised because, look, um, I know that um, Matt's with TLA, and I think he still is with TLA, and they do a great job, TLA. They've got about 18, 15 to 20 coaches under their umbrella. And I don't think there's any conflict with them as well. I think Paul Connors manages Hardwick. So I'm not too sure why that would be a conflict. But in saying that, Justin and I have a different relationship um, as in not you know managing. So just I don't directly manage Justin Longmuir. Justin looks okay. after himself. Right, okay. Okay, that's what Colin Young had to say about Justin Longmuir. And also he went on to say why Blake Akers chose Carlton. Well, I think it was the phone call um, that Andrew had uh, with Nick Austin, and then I think just after the season finished with the, the conversation that um, Blake had with Vossi about where he'd play on the wing and how he fits in really well um, and the way he plays, you know, it's credit to what Justin did with him, the way he plays uh, that wing-type role. And it just fits in with Carlton. So he's going to be super for them next year. So Blake Akers, a blue next year. That's his third AFL club. The other one that's interesting, away from uh, trade, Radio and the trades that, of course, start on Monday, October the 3rd, is Brad Scott, the former North Melbourne coach, of course, uh, the Brisbane Lions triple premiership player, who now is in the AFL as basically the head of football operations there and has made some significant decisions in his tenure as an employee at the AFL. As we know, Essendon has yet to announce a coach for 2023 and beyond. Uh, as they've mentioned, they're looking for someone experienced, somebody who's got a profile. There has been talk about James Hurd. Uh, that seems to have just abated somewhat. But the name that's been thrown up in recent days has been Brad Scott. And a man that is involved with SEN in Melbourne is Essendon legend in Tim Watson. This is what he had to say about the talk that possibly Brad Scott could quit his involvement at the AFL and take up the position at the Bombers. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a really good coach. Didn't have the ultimate success at North Melbourne. Remember when they recruited and they thought that they were recruiting for, you know, they got Cunnington in and they got Zeebel in and that whole group of players. Ultimately, they weren't a great, great list of foundation, build your foundation type players around. Like they, they were really, really good players, but they weren't ultimately good enough to carry them to... A premiership, but I think he did a really good job. He was a good coach in as much as the way they set up defensively. They're hard to play against North Melbourne for most of the time that he was there coaching. So I think um, he's certainly one coach that I would have had I been part of the whole process, I would have gone after and asked a question about for sure. So we'll see what happens regarding Brad Scott, but that's been the uh, the talk around Tullamarine and Essendon's home base that maybe he's the one that they're now viewing to maybe uh, bring back into a coaching role after, of course, his twin brother, Chris Scott, uh, won his second premiership with the Geelong Cats. And just before I go, the other footy news, as we know, regarding uh, certainly Alistair Clarkson and also Chris Fagan, is that the Brisbane coach in Chris Fagan has hired a top legal team in a bid to clear his name in the Hawthorne racism bombshell. Fagan, and as we know, Clarkson, were allegedly named in Hawthorne's review of its treatment of First Nations players. And reports of their alleged interactions have been damning, and the AFL is working to establish a panel 
to investigate the claims. Now, Fagan and Clarkson have vehemently denied any wrongdoing. Uh, Fagan, by the way, has enlisted Clayton Utz lawyers and barristers Liam Kelly KC and David Turner to act on his behalf in the proposed investigation. And there's no doubt a lot more to play out regarding that in coming weeks. As Gillian McLaughlin said, the outgoing CEO of the AFL, he's going to stick around till all this is put to bed, and that could take a couple of months. So we'll bring you up to date on how that does develop in coming weeks. Thanks for joining us on the program. It's all been thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, where you get the right tool from the start. Thanks to Lee and Jimmy. I'll be back again at 5 o'clock tomorrow, and we'll focus on the West Perth. I'm trying to bring you a West Perth legend who's got his own story to tell. Tune in tomorrow from 5 right here on SENWA. Good night, everyone.